Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the Matthew 7 verse 1 episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to help you understand how to interact with a person who holds the man-made traditional views of what we covered in the What the Flock episode. I'm Jonathan Fries here with Joel Swikowski. Hi, Joel. Can you remind us of the verse in this episode? Matthew 7, 1, judge not that you be not judged. Uh, thank you, sir. What are your initial thoughts of the episode? Now, I know we uncovered a bunch in step three, getting into the context verses two, three, four, and five. But what always strikes me is how judgmental my experiences are with people in the church. When the straightforwardness and directness of verse one in Matthew chapter seven tells us not to judge the ways we have found around to be able to judge people and not to just immediately recognize not only am I unsettled, but I'm doing the opposite of Jesus's words. I'm just like, honestly, it surprises me how often people still judge and and now I want to be merciful, so maybe it's because they don't understand verses two through five. Because what Jesus, I love what I'm learning through this is Jesus doesn't just say, "Don't judge." He also says, "Instead, do this." Yeah. Oh, I love that too. And if I don't have the understanding of the "instead, do this," you can't do a don't. Mm -hmm. So people are like, don't judge. So it's like, you know what? Well, here's don't what judge. I'll do. I'll don't say judge. what I'm thinking and feeling about you. Yep. But because it's coming from a place of good intentions, it's not really judging. Why? Why don't you think it's judging, Jonathan? Well, because I'm not trying to judge you. My heart. Right. right. My heart. It's like, oh, but you are executing justice. Trying to by equating the worth of a person by making a statement a value statement on them mm -hmm. even if you're not trying to that's what you're doing so that's why i really do think even though you know we see people just blatantly misapplying verse 1 and in, in matthew 7 i think verses i'm learning through this episode verses 2 through 5 are the key to not doing or to, to actually following through and not judging. Right. Cause you're focused on removing the log from your eye first yeah. to help someone with the speck in their eye. So your, right. your, our response. And what I love about the verse is that, you know, it is our response. What, why are we judging other people? Well, likely they've done something to us or something wrong to someone else. You know, they are, yeah. you are a criminal. Right. Because you did this behavior. You know, yeah. you are this person as a result of this behavior. But we can help them. And I think that Jesus is getting back to, the, again, the behavior. You have this yeah. damage in you that you can remove. And guess what? Yeah. Jonathan, guess what, Joel? It starts with you doing it first. Yeah. Which is oh. a great way to be merciful towards any any person to go, hey, can I share with you an issue that I've had? <laughs> oh, no kidding. Can oh. I share with you how I've felt in the past about things? 
Yep. Those are some of my favorite sermons that I preach are the ones where I'm sharing about some way that I screwed up. Yep. It is a massive unconscious confrontation to everybody in multiple ways, not only directly about the teaching, but just it's always a benefit when leaders can show forth humility and confess and repent in front of the people they're leading. Yes. It's not easy. It's powerful. I know I enjoy it when I see it. Yeah, same here. Can you give us an overview of the damage done with this episode's verse? Yeah, so we have the the limitation and the freedom side, or the strict and the loose. The limitation side misdirects contrastive thinking onto others while being contradictory in holding others to a higher standard than themselves. Yeah, so it's like, therefore, it's not even contrastive because we talked about that. Contrastive is on yourself. Right. To be like when you're contrastive on other people, you're actually just being comparative. Right. So you're misapplying contrastive thinking. Awesome. And the freedom side doesn't understand the sanctification process or the truth that without confrontation, there is no growth. Mm. So we got to have a little bit of ouchies. We got to, we got to be aware of the logs in our own eyes, the specks in other people's eyes. That's the only way to grow because we're full of specks and logs. Safe ouchies. Safe, but ouchie. What a, what a great confrontation. Right. Right. (laughs) Safe to be made feel ouchies. Yes. How would you handle a person who holds the man-made belief about this verse? Well, Jonathan, let's take a look. We're going to go through five different perspectives or beliefs about this verse Mm -hmm. and then i will give an example of how we might respond to a person with this point of view excellent so number one well i could say well in exodus moses judged the people now it's the leaders of the church job to do the same i'd be like huh Interesting perspective throwing the Bible at me there, Smarty Pants. Ooh, Smarty McSmart Pants. Yeah, Smarty McSmarty here. It's actually a really good point. And I actually don't I actually don't mind the person's method of bringing up this belief. It's like, okay, well, what about this? Moses judged. He was called a judge, right? Ooh. There's a whole book called Judges. Ooh, great point. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. It's like, okay, so let's flush this out. Well. If you look at Exodus chapter 18, it shows Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, telling Moses to bring the causes to God and the laws that were established were meant to help people judge between themselves and others. So your Moses was judging causes between people, not people. This guy's so- crossed the border and, and ended up like his donkey ate a bunch of my food. Moses isn't judging the people. He's judging that cause between people. He's judging this. He's looking at the situation. situation. Yeah. So my question to this person would be, did Moses judge the people or the causes between or the situations between the people? Mm. This person doing something right or wrong towards someone or a situation happening, not, that person is bad. 
Right. Okay. Moses is judging behavior, not people, not the person. So here's another one that's similar because we also have a verse in the New Testament that talks about judging. Paul tells the church in Corinth to judge. 1 Corinthians 5.12 says, For what have I to do with judging them that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? Paul's essentially asking this question to the, to the Corinthians, which implies this point of the church is supposed to judge one another. Believers are meant to judge each other. We don't judge those outside the church. We judge people within the church. Hmm. So I'd be like, hey, Joel, what's this mean? What about this? Well, I'd say well, my response would be believers should not judge unbelievers. Believers do not judge those outside of community. Believers do judge those within community. Believers, however, same as with Moses, it should be judging between believers, the issues between believers, the conflicts between believers. Primarily, the stumbling blocks between believers not the believers themselves as individuals. So again, here, my question to this person would be, are you judging the behavior or the person? So if, so if someone in our, in our church is, you know, uh, a husband commits adultery against his wife, judging would look like, hey, bro, that was wrong to commit the, adultery. The judging or, Paul's encouraging us yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. That action, that behavior yeah. is wrong. Right. What are you going to do to make up for that? What are you going to do to make that situation right? Right. Where the way people misapply it is by saying to the guy, you are an adultering sinner. And adulterous sinner, right? To go to and to go to the wife and say, divorce him immediately right. yeah like get out of it you know or kicking them both out of the church because adultery happened or you're going to go to hell because of this right you're doomed so those are all that's someone take like seeing the behavior of someone putting a value judgment on them and yep. essentially trying to execute some sort of judgment upon these individuals in the church right. All right, a third one is somebody somebody saying, well, I need to tell people where they have specks in their eyes. Jesus shows us that this is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> like, yeah. So these okay. are the people who, are, who aren't focused on the beam out of their own eye first. So that's where I just simply ask them, well, you want to talk about, that's right, what I love about this season is every time we go through these examples, we get to go right back to the Bible. So it's like, wait a minute, are you looking to the beam in your own eye first? Do you want to take direction from someone holding you to a higher standard than they hold themselves to? And then a fourth perspective, this is kind of more on uh, Pastor Rich's side of the, the argument, what he shared, where basically somebody's saying, well, Jonathan, there's nothing left to judge. Jesus's blood covered it all. And my response to that person would just be simply to ask, well, are you saying you're never wrong? Mm. Or the one that might even work more is, do you ever try to help other people? 
the point being is if you're trying to help someone else, your behavior is showing you don't actually believe there's nothing left to judge. If Jesus' blood covered all sin, then you should never confront sin again. You should never try to help anybody with their sin. Mm. So I like that. I like that because, you know, what we're saying here is that, you know, judgment is just, it's to simply determine the behaviors of other people. If you judge something, it doesn't mean that you're, you, you have to execute judgment upon someone. When you judge someone, it's also like in English, it can be to assess or determine the behaviors of other people. I'm glad, I'm glad we're talking about, let's talk about this now. Yeah, cool. I determine whether or not I believe somebody is a believer or an unbeliever in order to, in order to most effectively love that person. Right. Determining it and judging it aren't the same thing. Determining it is me just stating, this is what I believe. And I'm, and here's, here's where it gets different. A determination is also open to being changed. Yep. A judgment is me stating something, stating a value as if it is a fact without getting confirmation and it all, and, and with, without an openness to, you know, without the objectivity of all the information Mm. where God can judge because he has all the information Mm -hmm. and because he's always completely right and always completely just, we determine what we believe about people in order to most effectively treat them the way God wants us to treat them because we don't treat people the same. We're supposed to love everybody, but how I love a believer versus an unbeliever is different. Nice. So I'm not judging you as a, as I'm not saying you are going to heaven, you are going to hell. I'm saying, I believe this is that you are a believer and I'm going to treat you as such. I believe you're an unbeliever and I'm going to treat you as such left open with, uh, I'm not treating it as a fact. I'm treating it as my belief Yep. and I'm open to any information that may contradict that. And I'll make whatever adjustment necessary. Okay, cool. So there's a difference between when you determine something and when you judge something. Yeah. Right. The the judgment is something that comes out externally, right? Yeah. It's to absolutely say that this is a fact and there's no, and there's no way around it. Yeah. Nice. And then the fifth one, here's one. So we're kind of on this, we're kind of on this loose side still, this freedom side where people are trying to get out from under the confrontation that Jesus is teaching us about. These people would be like, no judgment. Don't judge me at all. Jesus, these people are very much on the, I will preach Matthew 7, 1, judge not, judge me not. And they will ignore verses two through five in order to get out being judged you're not supposed to question me and here's this here's this perspective i've heard is people saying when you question me it sows seeds of unbelief in my life just like satan did to eve when satan asked her hath god said my question to this person would be I mean, because this person is essentially saying, when you ask me questions, it sows seeds of unbelief into my life. Mm -hmm. So you're wrong when you ask me questions. 
especially mm-hmm. if they're involved anything to do with my faith. So he brings up Satan questioning Eve's understanding of God's word. I would just start by saying, was God sowing seeds of unbelief when he asked Adam and Eve questions in the garden? Nice. And then I'd, I'd, I would eventually, you know, I want to try to connect with this person as in any way I can, I'll find a way to agree with them in one area. I'd say, yeah, you're right. The serpent did ask Eve this question. Regardless of if the serpent was sowing seeds of unbelief, even if that was the serpent's intent, it was Eve's lack of faith that caused her to fall, not the question itself. Nice. If Eve had the faith, if she did really understand and know what God had said about what they should or shouldn't eat in the garden, Eve's answer would have simply been, No, in response to the serpent's question. So if a question causes a person to stumble, is it the question's fault or is it simply showing an area of weakness of faith? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So those are five different perspectives. Of course, there's more. People are unique. People have different takes. But those are... Those are the most um, foundational perspectives we can see based on what side of the conjunctive people tend to be on, how destructive they are, whether or not they're a contradiction rationalizer or a contradiction enabler or just a destructive pride monger. Mm. Our responses are all meant to help these people consider another perspective or understand the perspective they hold to be true more that's why a lot of times we're asking what do you mean by this or what about this yeah if you notice a lot of our if not all of them yeah all of our responses have have a question in it yes no judgments cool very very cool so finally can you remind us once more the ultimate answer joel yes the ultimate answer we have jesus teaching that we are not meant to judge one another. When we do, we are the ones who are judged in that moment. Hmm. Further, Jesus is giving us the process we need in order to qualify to help someone without the danger of hypocrisy. And I qualify to help someone in an area that I am growing in. So in other words, we've seen Jesus said, don't judge each other. It'll only be bad for you. Here's what you can do instead in order to qualify to help people. Nice. So here's the verse. Let's put it all together here. So here's the verse when we read it according to what we've learned today, according to God's language. And what I'll do is I'll read it, you know, the the original language and then, or not the original language, but the, the English translation. And then we'll discover God's language. Like we'll break it down into the doctrine that's going on here and what yes. we've learned today. So Matthew 7, 1, and I'm going to read 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2. Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. But God's language, reading it 
from what we've learned today, Matthew 7, 1 through 2, don't judge others or you will be judged in the same moment you judge another person. Look to make sure you're growing before you try to help another person in that same area. Nice. There we go. Well, thank you, Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll see you next time.